Welcome to Liberty Church London. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Shaken Johnson. I'm the General Overseer of Liberty Ministries International. We pray the anointing of God be activated in you as you listen to this message. Enjoy. My name is Reverend Fowler. I'm the resident pastor of Liberty Church. We are based in Tompike Lane, London. And I'm so excited that the lockdown is being eased because I'm really looking forward to meeting with you as you come and join us to worship the Lord. This is a wonderful time to be in God's presence. And I always like to start with prayer. So let's pray. Father in heaven, we praise you and we magnify you. You alone are God. As we gather in your name, we thank you. And we want you to know that we love and appreciate you. Thank you for loving us. I pray that you will speak to everyone listening. Give them divine revelation and a deep understanding of your word. Make things clear to them and empower them to act on your word in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Why don't you share this right now? Invite your friends to join in. And I just want you to know that God is going to speak to you. Your lives will not remain the same. But I want to start with a declaration. And I want to declare over you right now that your lives matter, that you're precious to God, that God loves you. You are the beloved of God. You have been bought with a price. And God so much loves and cares for you. The devil is a liar. Jesus is Lord. I don't want us to, you know, believe in the lie of the devil and all the devil is doing right now. I want you to see yourself in light of who God, who created you in his image and likeness has declared who you are. Tonight, I want to share something that's come to me from the heart of God. In the past few weeks, you all know about the tragic passing away of George Floyd, which has brought to surface a lot of things that have been in our community and have been under currents in the community. But as a result of that tragic passing away, it has brought to surface a lot of things happening. And of course, tensions are high and people are very, very upset. There's a lot of sorrow. There's a lot of frustration. There is a lot going on. And as I was meditating and praying to God, I had God say, speak to them that they should not leave me out of it. So the title of today's message is, Don't Leave God Out of It. And I'm going to break it down. The reason why we cannot leave God out of it. Um... I'm going to start by the first thing I want to tell you tonight, the, re the first reason why we cannot leave God out of it. Psalm 24 verse 1, it says, The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, and the people belong to the Lord. God is the one that created this earth. We cannot love the earth more than the Lord. We cannot love the people more than the Lord. It is God's creation, and God's, God has a plan for it. There are a few scriptures that are really, really exciting that I want to share with you tonight. 
The first one is in Psalm 50, verse 12. And here God says, If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and the fullness thereof. I want you to know that God is sovereign over everything and he is in control. In fact, in Psalm uh, 66, verse 7, it says, God rules by his might forever. His eyes keep watch on the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves. Selah. God is in control. And the reason why we cannot leave God out of everything that's going on right now is that it is his world and his eyes are beholding the world, the nations. He knows everything going on and he's the only one who has the power to end what is going on. The Bible says in, Psalm, in Genesis chapter 6, there was an account there from verse, I think from verses 5. Yes, from verses 5 to 9 that I want to share tonight. And in that account, the Bible tells us that God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was evil continually. So the, Lord's, the Lord was sorry. He had made them and put them on the earth. He broke his heart. Can you imagine? God saw that the people he created in the book of Genesis were, were told that he created us in his image and likeness. And he said, he blessed us and he looked at man and he said, it, it is good when he created man. And then by the time he got to Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says he looked at man and every imagination and thoughts of man was wicked. And God was very sorry and very sad. But the exciting thing was that when, when we get to verse, verse 8, he says, but Noah, and that changed the whole picture. I want you to put your name in that and say, but, but GBK, because it says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Why don't you just type it in right now and say, but, adding your name and declaring that you have grace, you have found grace in the sight of God. You see, the, the, then it goes down to say that Noah was a just man and he was perfect. You see, the word grace that Noah found was that he was well favored. God had looked at him and he, he found uh, uh, grace in the eyes of God. In other words, God looked at him with the eyes of kindness. Why? Because Noah was a just man and he was righteous and he was perfect. You see, the word just means righteous and the word being a, a just man means that he was a righteous champion. Wow. For someone to be a champion, which means that person is very devoted, vigilant, that that person is always looking out for the cause of other people. And so God saw him and he found favor. I want you to know that you are the favored one. You are the one that God is depending on to save his world. You have found favor in the eyes of God. I want you to look at yourself and shout hallelujah to the Lord and declare it and just, you know, share right now and say hallelujah. I am the gracious one. I am the one. I am the champion. I'm the just one. And it says that, that God saw that the wickedness of man was so bad that he wanted to destroy the earth. But because of Noah, he decided to save Noah. I want you to know that in the same way when Abraham was interceding, God was on his way to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible says that God said, will I not tell Abraham what I'm about to do? 
Why? Because God is a, a, a merciful God. God doesn't want to just judge and destroy. God wants to extend his mercy and his kindness. He wants everyone to be saved. And Abraham started interceding. Would you destroy for the sake of 50? Would you destroy for the sake of 20? Would you destroy for the sake of one, uh, four, uh, 10? Praise the Lord. God said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. You are the reason why God is holding on because he's expecting that you and I will work with him to save the world. So, you see, when, when it is time, nothing is too hard for God. God will move. In fact, Romans 8, 19 says that the whole creation is waiting for us to manifest. And when it is time, God moves. Look at the story of the children of Israel. They were in Egypt. They were suffering oppression. When it was time, God raised up Moses and everything went into action. But you know one interesting thing? God gave Egypt a very, you, you know, it was long-suffering towards Egypt. He kept on giving Pharaoh every opportunity to repent. The Bible says that, but when Pharaoh refused to repent, I read this interesting thing in Isaiah chapter 19, verse 1, and it says that God rides on the cloud. Wow. Isaiah 19, verse 1. It says, Behold, the Lord rides on a swift cloud and shall come into Egypt, and the idols of Egypt shall, shall be moved at his presence. Oh, I want you to say hallelujah at that point, because in the past few weeks, have we been seeing some idols falling? That's because God has swiftly moved in on cloud and is making things that are not of his shake and fall. And you and I need to be saying, hallelujah, praise the Lord. The second reason why we must not keep God, leave God out of it, is that it is his people. In Psalm 24, again, verse 1, it says, The earth is the Lord and everything in it, the world and its people belong to him. God created everything and everyone. And the Bible tells us that for God so loved the world, in John 3, 16, it says God loves the world. He loves the world, that he's always looking to save the world, to save the people. He loves the people. The Bible says that in verse 17 of John 3, 16, and I love that scripture so much. It always reminds me when things are happening around me. It says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. While God is a God of love, he still hates evil, he hates racism, he hates um, institutional racism, he hates injustice, and at the same time, he wants sinners to repent. The Bible says that he wants mercy to triumph victoriously, over judgment, even though God is a God of judgment and is coming to judge the world one day. But at the same time, the Bible says he's long-suffering, he's patient, he wants the world to be saved. So what the enemy wants to do is to drag us into conflict. 
because it's not easy when you are being oppressed not to respond or retaliate to what evil is coming to you. But you see, that's what makes the difference. That's why you and I must step up and step out because God has declared to us in his word that we must not pay evil for evil. And that is why, again, we cannot leave God out of it. Because in our own strength, we can't do it. But with God, all things are possible. It's only with God. And so, out of all of that, I know that as a result of what's happening, police brutality, it has opened up new wounds and old wounds of issues that we have gone through over years, over the years, and as a result, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of upset, there's a lot of sorrow, there's a lot of grief. But first of all, there's one thing that needs to happen, and that's a mindset change. And that can only happen with God. That's why we can't leave God out of it. Because in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it says we must present ourselves to God as a reasonable service. When we give ourselves to God, when we discuss with God the things that we're going through, the pain, the trauma, the challenges, he says God will now help us to renew our minds. So instead of us to go the evil way, instead of us to be drawn in to respond negatively, God himself will now empower us. That's why he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because we are the people that the world is waiting for to show the glory of God. You see, God is a God that is abundant in goodness. And I'm going to show you in a minute as we carry on with the word of God. So only God can change mindset. Only God can change the minds of people. All those people thinking negatively, thinking they're more superior, thinking you know, aggressively, it's only God that can change their minds. Of course, we'll need to, to talk about it. We need to educate people. We need to explain to people where they're ignorant. We need to share the word of God. We need to step up. This is the time where we need to be the righteous one, where we need to show through our works and our actions the love of God, the goodness of God. Praise the Lord. And so some of the things that have been coming out through all of these challenges that we're going through right now is that a few, challenge, a few uh, celebrities, a few influencers, and even artists who, when they were young, had posted negative things, you know, on, on the internet. There, there are people who are now going there to dig them out and some of them have lost, lost their jobs. People have said negative things. And so I, wanna, I just want to encourage us that we should be careful what we're saying. You know, when face, um, Facebook is saying to us, what is on your mind? 
you don't have to go, you know, go and posting something negative, something that can destroy somebody else's life. No, that's an opportunity to post something that will add value to somebody's life, that will inspire somebody in righteousness. You see, we have to be careful in all the social um, the, 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 the network, that we have to be very, very careful, especially the young ones. And I'm speaking to you. If you're sad, if you're upset, maybe somebody has upset you, discuss with your parents rather than go on, on social media and say something negative about someone. You see, because you're going to be great. You're going to be someone that will influence many lives as you grow older. And you see, there are evil people around that, that are ready to dig up dirt. Even after you have repented and after you have started to do good things, the world does not forgive. So we have to be very careful. And I'm saying to us again, social media platforms should be used to bless lives, should be used to show forth the glory of God. So as we're talking about the people still being the people of God and God loves them, the first thing is that mindset needs to change. The second thing is that, you know, God is, is particular about our emotional well-being. And you can take down this scripture, Psalm 34, verse 18. It says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And I can say that there's no one that watches the video of George Floyd that will not be broken, that will not be affected. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's just unimaginable what happened. And as a result, we're broken, we're hurt. And like I said earlier on, what the enemy wants is to drag us into the same kind of, you know, conflict and aggression, but that's not the will of God. So definitely, wounds need to be healed. And it's only God that heals. The Bible says that he has come to comfort all those who mourn in Zion. People have lost loved ones. We've gone through generations of racial abuse, and it's affected us, you know, in various ways. Some people have been raised by Generations of people have been abused and as a result, they, they are suffering from the trauma themselves and they don't even know. And it's affecting relationships. It's affecting people from making progress in life. It's affecting, you know, people's mental health. It's affecting people's physical well-being. People of God, we need healing. We need God to heal us. And I think one of the things that came up for, for me after interacting with young people is that after what's happened now, it, it just dawned on them. There came an awareness that what they went through in secondary school was actually racial abuse. Some of them didn't understand at the time that that was what was happening where their peers abused them, verbal abuse, said all sorts of terrible things, where their teachers always picked on them, even though it wasn't their fault, and parents got phone calls, you know, about their children, that their children are not, you know, cooperating, they're, they're bad, they're disrupting the class. 
You know, all of these things are just coming, you know, dawning on the children that are now teenagers and young adults that, oh, wow, that's what I went through. And there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of upset. And that is why we need God. We cannot leave God out of it because God is close to the brokenhearted and he wants to heal us. It's about us being whole. And I want to declare a prayer over us right now because we really need the breath of God. We need to breathe the breath of God. Oh, I want you to declare that we need the breath of the Holy Spirit. We need the wind of God. So Father, I'm declaring in prayer right now that it is time to heal. It is time to, to be delivered from every pain and every frustration. And I'm praying right now that you will heal emotional, emotional trauma. You will heal people from pain, from sorrow, from grief. Heal the pain of wrong accusations, O oh God. Oh, Father, let strength come to your people. The joy of the Lord is their strength. I declare over lives right now, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Oh, Lord Jesus, I pray that you raise people up from the ashes. I pray, Lord, that you will raise people up into, into a new life in you, Christ Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you will raise up as many as are frustrated and that you will heal. Breathe the breath of healing over the people right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining me in that prayer. The third reason why we must not leave God out of it. Is that God has a plan and a purpose. Wow. We're not here for nothing. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 6. He says, because to every purpose there is a time and judgment. Therefore, the mystery of man is great upon him. You see, God is a righteous judge and is coming to judge the world. And the Bible tells us that there's a right time and a right way to do everything, but we don't even know what to do. That's why we cannot leave God out of it. You see, God has a plan for your life. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 2.10, it says, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So there are things that God has ordained or predestinated that you and I will be a part of saving the world. And so we must step up because God is a good God. Jesus Christ himself did it. The Bible says in Acts 10, 38, that God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power, and he went about doing good. It was for this reason that Jesus was manifest, to destroy the works of the evil one. I want you to know that we're not fighting flesh and blood. We cannot win in our own strength. We need God. The anointing of God is available for all of us to help us. Oh, I want you, wherever you are right now, to begin to declare that you are God's workmanship and that you have been created to do good works. Begin to declare, say, let my works be seen. Let my works be seen. Because in Matthew chapter 5, it says to us that our lights will shine. So out of 
all of these good works that God wants us to do because it's abundant in goodness. And if you remember the fruit of the Spirit, one of the fruit of the Spirit is goodness. So it all stems from love, the love of God, the goodness of God, the mercies of God. And he is just long-suffering. He, he has so much patience to, to wait on us for us to be restored back. And there are just a few things that I want to share with us about how we can make our good works known, that our deeds can, can make an, a difference in the world, in the situation that we're in right now. And the first thing we need to do is pray. We need to pray and ask God for solutions and divine interventions. We need to pray to God. And part of our prayer in Psalm 24 also, it says, lift, uh, lift up your heads, O ye gates. We need to pray that gates and doors to cities and governments will open up for the King of glory to come in so that God will begin to change mindsets. God will begin to minister to people. The, the Bible says the goodness of God will, will lead them to repentance. And I'm going to show us in a little bit how this can change um, people's lives. So we must pray. We must ask for the King of glory to come into the hearts of people as we all pray that the doors to their hearts be open so that Jesus can come in. The second thing we need to do is to be friendly. We need to show forth the glory of God. And when we look at it, Jesus was very friendly. He befriended the sinners. You remember the story of Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus climbed the tree. Zacchaeus was a publican. Nobody liked the publicans because they collected tax. But God saw that, that Zacchaeus climbed a tree. And the Bible says that God said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm coming to your house. Of course, many people were not happy about it. Why are you being friends with, with uh, uh, sinners? But Jesus Christ knew what he was doing because everybody needs God. Everybody needs grace. I want you to put it there right now. Just type it on, on, on Instagram, on the Facebook. Everybody needs grace. Everybody needs compassion. Everyone needs help. God went, Jesus went into the house of Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus experienced the love of God. And he said, you know what? I'm going to just share my blessing. I'm going to share my wealth with people. Everyone that I've wronged, I'm going to go back and apologize. And it's only God that can turn the hearts of people like that. That's why we need to befriend them. Of course, I want to say a word of caution that if they're not going to... Um, if they're actually dangerous, if, if they're going to be uh, um, dangerous to you, please stay away. But I want to encourage you young people, you know, just because your friend said something nasty doesn't mean you should stop being their friend. You know, forgive them and continue to befriend them and show them acts of kindness, which comes to the next thing. Sow the seeds of kindness, the seed of love, you know, just like that man that went out to to um to the city when they were demonstrating and he was just there to help anyone who was in trouble and he saw this man that had been separated from his group and he lifted him up when he saw that he was in danger and he carried him to the police where he could be helped and those are the acts of kindness that 
uh, you know, God wants us to, to, to show the world, which brings us to the fourth one, and that is shine for all to see. Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. God will be glorified as you do those good things. In Matthew chapter 5, um, 16, imagine you just meet someone and you want to introduce yourself. In fact, as I was preparing, I just imagine myself like, like a, a, um, a, 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 an alien and I want to introduce myself. I just says, I am light. You know, you can declare yourself to be light. Declare it. Why don't you just type it down there right now and say, I am light. I am light. And so as a student, you can shine at your university. You can shine in college. You can shine by your good deeds, by your acts. Why don't you shine in the workplace? Shine as you go shopping. Shine. I decree over your life right now, it's your time to shine. You can see that Marcus Rashford is shining at the moment. Why? Because he made a change. You can make a change as well. The Bible says, you that make mention of the Lord, don't keep silent. Let's keep talking about good things. Let's keep talking about injustice, how it can be turned around. Let's keep talking about things that are not acceptable, that God will glorify himself. People of God is our time to shine is the time for the manifestations of the children of God. We cannot leave God out of it. I hear young people saying, you know, um, going on various social media platforms, trying to understand what is going on. And my heart is just praying that as you're reading those books, history books, that you won't just read them, you will also draw close to the Lord. Because when you read them, it will stir up anger. It will stir up frustrations. It will st stir up all sorts of things. But you need God to heal your mind. You need God to help you see the bigger, bigger picture. You need God to help you see that he has a plan and a purpose. You need God to help you see that you don't need to respond and retaliate and, and hate anybody. You need to continue to love. Just before I finish, I, I just want to you know, show us that even in the Bible, there was a situation where the Bible tells us in Acts chapter, chapter, um, chapter, I think it's chapter six, where we're told about the deacons and Stephen was one of them. And by the end of that chapter, the Bible says that he was stoned to death. He was stoned to death by, by the Jews that thought they were doing God, you know, a, a, a favor. And one of them was Saul. And we then read in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 9. I want you to go and read it because I don't have time to read the whole thing. But the Bible says that, oh, in fact, in Acts chapter 9, in verse 1, the Bible says that Saul was breathing evil things with every breath. He was just cursing and cursing and cursing. Aggression was just flowing through him about how he could not rest. He was looking for how to kill Christians, both women and men, and he was running everywhere. And the Bible says he was now on the way to Damascus because he had got a list of people that they needed to go and kill. And on his way to Damascus, in, um, we're told that a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, 
Why are you persecuting me? God saved Saul. That's the end of the story. God changed Saul's life. Saul became Paul. And he now became the one who wrote two-thirds of the Bible. He did many great things. God gave him many revelations. That is why we must always remember that the earth is the Lord's, the people thereof. God has a plan. He will make a way. His name will be glorified in Jesus' name. So now I just want us to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we pray for the salvation of souls. As we have declared that gates and doors be opened to nations so that the King of glory will come in. We also pray that gates and doors to the hearts of people be opened. We pray in the name of Jesus against racism, slavery, oppression, aggression. We command them to stop. Father, I just pray right now that you will be mighty to save in the name of Jesus. And I want to pray for anyone who has not yet given their lives to Christ. Oh, why don't you just say this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, save me today. Help me, Lord. I don't want to be destroyed. I don't want your judgment to come upon me. I, I receive your love. I receive the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. I receive Jesus into my heart right now. I believe and confess that Jesus died for me, that I may have life. And not just life, but but I may have everlasting life and abundant life. Be my Lord, be my Savior. Lead me and guide me. Heal me in every area of my life. Where I'm troubled, I ask for your peace. Where I'm sorrowful, I ask for your joy. And so, Father, we thank you. Today, I pray in the name of Jesus that as many as are grieving and sorrowful, I call upon your name to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for a spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, and you will be glorified. Father, help us to show forth your praises. Let our light so shine, Father. Minister to us, Lord, that we will know what to do to bring glory to your name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. That message was from the throne of grace. I trust you were blessed and your blessings cannot be reversed. Do visit us at Liberty Church, Tompike Lane, London, N80QX. You can also find us online, libertychurchlondon.org.uk. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.